And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Out of Health Podcast. So the question of this podcast is one that I've been asked often. I think I've answered it, but I'm going to answer it again, hopefully more clearly. This question arose from a situation. I made the suggestion uh, on Twitter, actually, that to make progress, you want to gradually increase the reps you do with a given weight. So if you do three sets of six reps, over time you do three sets of 12 reps. This idea was met with absolute bafflement by a number of people who just could not wrap their heads around the idea that you keep the weight the same and you just keep increasing the reps. Why, why would you do that? Well, that's just high reps. You're just going to get weaker. Or just Apparently, it's a general, let's say, uh, unfamiliarity with the idea of increasing reps versus increasing weight. So this question, this, this sort of uh, confusion, I think it bleeds into many people's uh, Many people's lack of knowledge in regards to what actually what actually constitutes progress with strength and size. So let's talk about this. When we talk about getting stronger and bigger, what are we talking about? There's well, there's one underlying principle to this. The underlying principle is that your body needs muscle to move against gravity. Okay, so we know that. For anyone that's listened to these podcasts, you know I, I talk about gravity a lot. You have to recognize that fact. Otherwise, it doesn't quite make sense why you would need to train with weights in the first place. Your body needs muscle to move against gravity. Resistance training is a way of essentially artificially artificially increasing gravity, getting you stronger by this means of artificial increase, and then you are now able to move easier within your daily life. So, you know, what is a weight? What is 200 pounds? 200 pounds is 200 pounds of extra gravity that you have to pick up and move. And if you can do this adequately and with skill, then you will be strong and regular gravity, your regular life, will be pretty easy. So that's the underlying principle. In regards to getting bigger and stronger, though, or bigger, stronger, and faster, how do you do that? There's three factors that combine in regards to strength and muscle. You have the size of the muscles themselves. I'm not going to get into fiber type and all that since that gets very confusing and it's kind of nebulous, honestly, like a lot of the research on it in regards to what fiber type means in regards to training, it, it's hard to control for. So I'm just going to stick with size. You have, you, have, you have the size of your muscles, so you have your muscle fiber. You have the strength of your connective tissue, so your ligaments, tendons. And then you have your motor coordination. Motor coordination. What is motor coordination? Motor coordination is your ability to coordinate neurologically your muscles and apply them, apply force through them and lift weights or really do anything. So you have coordination, you have connective tissue, you have muscle. These three things together combine to make you strong. These three, thring, these three, th- three things also necessitate different forms of stimulus. Connective tissue can be built with any level of weight, but connective tissue is often best strengthened with either very heavy weights done for static movements, let's say like heavy eccentrics or heavy isometric holds. Connective tissue is also very readily built up with very high reps. So that you can make a case for doing heavy isometrics, eccentric work, and you can make a case for doing very high reps in your training to build your connective tissue strength. Muscle is best built in the 6 to 15, 6 to 12 rep range. So you can make a case for using the you know moderate to high reps in your training. But but muscle can also be built with very high reps. Muscle can also be built with very low reps, but they're not as optimal. So you have the your optimal range, and you have your, you know, let's say suboptimal but still effective ranges depending upon the situation. 
uh, rep ranges of what you can build muscle. So, you know, let's so to make it simple, very high reps, connective tissue strength, moderate to high reps, muscle, low reps to moderate reps, that's more strength, that trains more motor coordination. So you need to do all three of these things if you want to maximize your strength, size, power, development. All three, not just one. Not just one. How do you do all three? How do you do them on a day-to-day practical basis? Well, here's the most easiest, most easiest, here's the most easiest way to make progress with strength, size, power. You select a weight. Let's just, let's just say, I like to use the shoulder pressing examples because everyone kind of knows what a shoulder press looks like. You press the way overhead. You take 40-pound dumbbells. You can press them for an all-out set of eight reps. So we're, you're using a hit-style training for this. You can press them for an all-out set of eight reps. Over time, you progress to doing the 40-pound dumbbells for sets of 15 reps. Okay? You increase the weight to 50 pounds. That drops you back down to eight reps. And you repeat the process. You can do this for a long time before this stalls out. Now, additionally, let's say you start to get stronger. You go from 40 to 50, 60. Let's say you're in the 70, 80 range. The weights are heavy now. It takes you longer to recover because they're heavier. You can't just keep adding reps every week. You find that it's not really working. One week you do nine, next week you do eight, then you do 11, then you did nine. Uh, It's it's kind of stalling out. So just the hit training's not working. What can you do? Well, let's say you can do the 75-pound dumbbells for eight reps. What you can do is that you can do multiple sets of six. So rather than do one all-out set of eight, you can do three sets of six. This is less reps per set, but it ends up being more volume with the same weight. So this then gets into the relationship between doing volume training versus doing hit training. You can use both. When hit training stalls out, you can use volume training. When volume training maxes out, you can use hit training. You use both these things together, and you can keep making progress. This is what any successful bodybuilder, any successful athlete with a good coach does. They don't just stick with one method. By increasing the working volume with a given weight, you then increase your, over time, your connective tissue strength, your overall muscle size, and then you can do heavier weight. So you can't, you can't do everything at once. You can't, strength does not go up in a straight line. Strength, strength tends to go up in spurts. Muscle does not increase in a strength in a straight line. Muscle tends to increase in spurts. How do you navigate the in-between zones? Typically, you navigate the in-between zones by increasing volume and simply just practicing with the same weights over and over so it becomes easier and easier. You cannot expect to make linear gains forever and ever in every single workout. does not fucking work that way. Nothing works that way. So you use this mix of approaches. And let's say you get to a point where you're now pressing the 85-pound dumbbells. And again, your, your progress is stalling. You, you can't do more than 10 reps with it. And it just seems like it's not working. What can you do? Well, you could add an eccentrics. You could practice lowering the weight really slow. You could do sets of five reps with a very slow, five sets of, let's say, say three sets of five with a five-second eccentric. Burns your shoulders out, but that increases your connective tissue strength and the strength of your joints. Over time, that weight gets lighter, or it feels lighter, and then boom, now you're onto the 90-pound dumbbells. And you can keep using these different tactics and methods to keep, like I said, getting bigger and stronger. At a certain point, will you plateau truly where you cannot make any more progress? Yes. But that takes a long time. That can take 20 years. Well, a lot of great strength athletes, they don't hit their, they, a lot of great strength athletes don't really hit their stride until they're, you know, their mid-30s. You have those guys in their 20s who are phenoms, but you see a lot of guys in their mid to late 30s who are performing at a very high level. 
even bodybuilders, bodybuilders too, with or without anabolics, a lot of bodybuilders don't hit their peak until their late 30s. Um, it's really uncommon that you have guys, you know, guys like Arnold, who he retired in his early 30s, out, or I think in his 20s even. That was actually rather unusual. You know, for the in the history of bodybuilding, if you look at the top performing guys, especially in the you know the recent last thirty years, a lot of people they they didn't get they didn't hit they didn't hit the elite level until they got into their mid to late thirties. You have those outliers, a few Mr. Olympias where they you know they quit when they were thirty. You know, Arnold they quit when he was like twenty seven. I think Haney retired when he was thirty one. But a lot of very good bodybuilders it wasn't until their thirties that they really you know hit their peak because they had a lot of years of training underneath their their belt. So with you know, with with size, with strength, with lifting, understand that there is no singular universal methodology for improving all of them at once. That the body responds to different stimuluses, and that you need to do all of them in your training at the appropriate times to make progress. Now, if you're a beginner and you're just you're new to lifting, stick with the with, stick with the reps and weight method. I, I'm not going to call it my method since it's not my method. It's been around for God knows how many thousands of years. But just reps, weight, reps, weight. Pick a weight. Work, work up in reps, increase the weight again. For a beginner, that works extremely well. You don't have to think about anything else. If you have a coach, you can make things more complicated, but only if you have a coach. So for a beginner, reps, then weight. As you get to the intermediate level, you can start adding stuff in. You can add an eccentrics. You can do isometric holds. You know, you can you know maybe blast the volume really high. You can try hit training, but that works very well. For beginners in regards to, I got asked this question, well, would, you, would you use high-intensity training for beginners? Not really. I don't. I've trained hundreds of clients. I don't use high-intensity training with beginners because, one, I don't have access to a perfect gym of machines. Two, people need more volume to dramatically change the body. The more stimulus you apply to the body, the greater the... <laughs> the more stimulus you apply to the body, the greater the change. I had an incomplete thought there that I trolled off on. But it is true. The more stimulus you apply to the body, the greater the overall effects of training. People that are really fit tend to train a lot. People that are moderately fit train moderately. People that are not so fit train very little. If you want to really dramatically change someone's physique, use high-volume training. That's a very proven principle in biology. You know, um, the said principle, specific adaptations to impose demands. If you want to induce change in an organism, subject it to a lot of stimulus. Don't kill it but subject it to a lot of stimulus. So long as it lives, it will adapt to it. So that's strength building. That's muscle building in a nutshell for you. This applies to all kinds of movements, especially especially compound movements. The only movements that it doesn't necessarily apply to are things like isolation movements, uh, lateral raises, um, leg curls, uh, tricep pushdowns. The smaller isolation style movements, you can't, you don't necessarily do, you know, maximum, you know, for, for isolation exercises, you can't do one rep maxes. Let's, let's just make it simple. You don't use a one rep maxes or five rep maxes for isolation movements. You either use a lot of reps or a lot of sets or you do both. But that's strength and muscle building for you. Low reps, moderate reps, high reps. Use all of them. You need all of them to grow, to get stronger, to get bigger, to get faster. Your maximal speed is determinant upon your absolute strength your overall strength and you know the size of your muscles so that's why getting stronger oftentimes gets people faster or at least allows them to even have better endurance but so on and so forth i want to ramble about this that size and strength building for you do all the rep ranges you have any questions always feel free to ask so i'll say talk to you guys again and train hard train smart